incredibly happy to announce that at NXT TakeOver New Orleans, we will be introducing the NXT North American Championship. The North American Champion will carry that title with pride, continuing the tradition of bringing you the very best competitors from around the globe. I am in the top 1%. over Philadelphia. He says he's here to change the game. He's EC3. I knew you were a kind man when you gave me the call and the opportunity to come to the hottest brand in sports and entertainment, NXT. And I knew you were a reasonable man when you rolled out the red carpet allowing me to strut my stuff. Gave me a very lucrative contract. And I mean, and that banger of a theme song. Did you guys hear that thing? Hey! 1%, 1%, But Mr. Regal, I did not know you were so logical. To go out of your way and create a brand new championship, the NXT North American Championship, and award it to me on my very first day. You are a very smart man because you know there is only one man capable to be the representation of the greatest region in the entire world, North America. And that man is the best guy here, the best guy there, the best guy anywhere, a literal human money printing machine. That man is EC3. Gentlemen, hello and welcome to another edition of Just What the Internet Needed More Of. That's right, it's a wrestling podcast. It's another wrestling podcast. It is called Top Marks. It's another wrestling podcast called Top Marks. My name is Justin Morissette, and with me once again, as always, is the janitor himself. He's cleaning up the messes of the masses, Josh Custodio. Justin, they said it couldn't be done. They tell us time and time again, you can't do it, you won't do it, it can't be done, and yet here we are. Do you know what we're doing? Uh, episode number 42 of Top Marks. Not only that, Justin, we're hosting episode 42 of the most successful wrestling podcast on planet Earth. I don't know about that. Ah, uh, but that's where you're wrong, my hashtag good friend, because it is by my metrics. Uh, well, can you show me how you are able to compute these metrics? Absolutely. I just crunch some numbers, do a little thinking, you know, sort of look inwards, how you feel about a situation. Oh, oh it's your backup gimmick. What's that? Well, if you weren't going to be the janitor, you were going to be the accountant. <laughs> that's Right. Crunch the numbers. <laughs> Which is still actually, uh, I think, uh, has some legs, if I'm being honest. Maybe, maybe, could you be the accountant? I could be, yeah. The accountant and the janitor, well, it sounds like the weekend. It it's, sounds like. It, it sounds like the sequel to that uh, Ben Affleck movie where he had, like, <laughs> autism or whatever. <laughs> the autistic right. accountant, who's really an assassin, has met up with the. Aspergian <laughs> janitor, who's also an assassin. My favorite part about this gimmick is how PC it is. <laughs> yes, it's very inclusive. We are overcoming our disabilities, I guess. I don't know. Is that a disability? Justin, like you said, Let's this is the show. <laughs> <laughs> Justin, like you said, this is Top Marks. It is not a uh, Ben Affleck movie retrospective. Indeed, it is a, a wrestling podcast mm. where we talk about the the three biggest topics in the world of wrestling every week for for how long, Justin? 
Uh, for a maximum of 15 minutes. What is 15 minutes the exact length of? A WCW television title match. You could not be more correct, my dear friend. Uh, Justin, do you want to know what the three rounds we're going to be tackling this week are? I would love to know that. Well, this weekend we watched a Strong Style Evolved, the New Japan Long Beach show. I mean, you watched it. Yes, sorry. I I watched one match. But you watched... And when you said this weekend, I watched it not even 20 minutes ago. This weekend, I watched the New (laughs) Japan (laughs) <laughs> strong style evolved. Uh, Justin, we're going to break it down, talk about what we liked, what we didn't like. I mean, you, I think you can have a lot. I mean, the bulk of the stories exiting the show are the main event, which you did watch, mm-hmm. 45 minutes worth of content, a lot to talk about just there. So I think uh, you'll be well along for the ride. And you just walk me through the rest of it. Yeah, I mean, uh, <laughs> it's no different sp- than any other round. Be my spirit guy. I'm more than happy to. Round number two, Justin, you got me fired up when you were at my house this week. Uh, you you floated an idea. I'm not going to say who it was, but you floated an idea who might be Braun Strowman's mystery partner for this tag match at WrestleMania. Uh, we're going to float some ideas, what we think would be good, bad, or funny. Yeah, I think we've got like six or seven guys that we think could be Braun's mystery partner. Yeah, we're going to... And we're going to go right into WrestleMania not knowing who that is, and which we're gonna... some people are frustrated about, but I think is actually a very good booking strategy. Uh, I will give my opinion on it, which is, uh, yeah, it's great. But I will, I'll reveal that in the round. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm not going to do it here. Okay, okay. Uh, but yeah, it's a gr- I mean, why on earth would you not do that? I don't know. So I'm not going to give away how I feel about it here. You're going to have to stay tuned for the round for that. But yeah, I think it's a magnificent idea. And then in round number three, Justin, holy Moses, uh, the North American title, NXT Gains its first mid-card title, and uh, we're going to talk about how we feel about that, the match to, to crown one. A general sense, though, Justin, uh, you think this is a good thing? Um, I guess you'll have to wait for the round to find out. Oh, great. And tease. that, my friend, is how it's done. You don't give it away off the hop. Well, well, no, I well, I said I wouldn't tell them. Yeah, but then you did tell them. No, uh, I think I still get half credit for how well I did that. Oh, okay, sure. So, uh, I'll give you half marks. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, not... Top marks. Oh, very nice, Justin. All that plus a round of the people segment, Sunday Night Tweet, and a new segment. A new segment. That will take place between rounds one and two. All right. Looking forward to that. Yeah. Uh, Justin, anything we need to get to off the hop here? No. I just wanted to let the people know that, uh, Josh, you finally were a man of your word. You came through. (laughs) You came on down to the penny. I did. For Raw on Monday. It was great. Commercial and Gravely. Mm-hmm. We show Raw every single Monday. And uh, WWE Experience as well. So it's wrestling on the TVs with the sound on from 4 until 8 o'clock. And uh, if you're in Vancouver, we're the only place that does that. So you may as well come on by. Uh, could I recommend uh, the Honey Sriracha Wings? Yeah, they're they, very good. They were extremely tasty. You get a little bit of that and some ranch dip, taking a bite, a pull of cold beer, watching some wrestling. It was a great time. Thank you for having me. I will come again. I, I was glad to have you there. Um, I have no ad here except to say that if you like the show and you want to hear more and pay for it, you can head on over to patreon.com slash topmarks. Uh, dropping in a couple days here, I believe, Justin. Yeah, is, I meant uh, to put it out last night, but I had to work instead uh, so you can thank my dumbass roommate for that. I will not thank him. I'll... Well, scold him. Yeah, I might, you know, beat him around a little bit. Yeah. Um, but we, we recorded. I think we had a lot of fun doing this, Justin. Uh, yeah, we did uh, another edition of Bonus Marks where we talked about uh, NXT TakeOver Arrival, the very first uh, special that ever aired on WWE Network. Correct. Back in February of 2014. And something special about this uh, recording. For those of you who maybe last month listened and thought that since we were high on edibles, it, uh, it was too loose, not professional enough. 
or the ones of you who loved the looseness. What we've done is we've married these two things together. We review the first, what, five-sixths of the show? Uh, Everything but the main event, yes. Uh, And then we took a little break. (laughs) And we came right back to do a play-by-play commentary of the main event that you can watch along with us, and uh, we may have been under the influence for that. Spoiler alert, I took a pretty big break. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, you can look forward to that on the Patreon feed this week. Also, for uh, Patreon donors, you get to double dip a little bit here because there's going to be a lot coming up there exiting WrestleMania weekend next Yeah, weekend. hell yeah. Um, so yeah, patreon.com slash topmarks. And uh, with that, I think uh, we can jump on in. Yeah, let's do it to it. To round number one. Round one. Fight. Justin, I know that you're a, a good Christian man. Uh, no, I'm, I don't know where you got that from. I know this about you, but Justin, I believe you do still believe in evolution, uh, yes? I do, yes. The evolution of uh, apes to humans through a common ancestor. The, yeah, the, uh, evolution is a mystery. It, no one knows just what it means. <laughs> Love or life makes a fool of history? <laughs> I think that's what it is. Justin, everything in this world evolves, but this Sunday on New Japan World, strong style evolved. Uh, hell, that was pretty good, eh? Yeah. Hey, not bad. Yeah. You think the old boy doesn't have much left in the tank? I don't tank? know. I was trying to decode those Lemmy lyrics. I think I did okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Justin, I took No in- one knows just what it means. <laughs> Justin, I took in Strong Style Evolved uh, this weekend. I uh, I didn't even bother to set up the the laptop to my Apple TV this weekend. I just watched this one on my laptop in bed, which was uh, something I haven't done in a while. It was nice. an enjoyable way to take in a pay-per-view sometimes. Hell yeah. Uh, but... I liked this show, Justin, but I think for, for the sake of this round, we're going to start at the top because okay. there's the most to talk about. It's what we've both seen. I think we could almost fill up the round just talking about the Golden Lovers versus Matt and Nick Jackson, the Young Bucks. Yeah, I think a lot of the hype coming out of this show was like, oh my God, this was the best tag team match of all time. That's right. And I don't know that it was that, but it was certainly very good. Uh, I feel like it's good that we agree on this because we might be the only two people on earth who hold this opinion because my uh, my Twitter feed was, was very full. Our Twitter feed, I was using the Top Marks account on Sunday, uh, was very full of people saying terms like this, the best tag match they've ever seen, uh, match of the year, all this sort of thing. I didn't feel this way about this match. I thought it was a, I need to be clear, an outstanding match, mm-hmm. you know, a match well worthy of main eventing a pay-per-view. But I thought there were some spots that weren't the smoothest in this match, which you usually don't get from these four. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I wouldn't put it as my match of the year ahead of uh, Almas and Gargano. No, no. But I, I, I don't even know that I'd call it the best New Japan match of the year. What would uh, Omega Jericho? I, I'm still a sucker for that uh, junior heavyweight four way. Oh yeah, I mean, that, I love that. No match. shame there either. Uh, and of course, I don't know, like Suzuki and Goto was dope. That's... Like there was so much good stuff on Wrestle Kingdom that to even say something is like the best New Japan match of the year is like kind of a difficult uh, heavy sell. For I totally me get at the that. Moment. Um, I thought there were some spots that were tremendous in this match uh, where they, they really did things that you weren't expecting them to do. There's a moment where uh, Matt Jackson, I believe it is, runs up the turnbuckle, looks like he's going to moonsault onto Kenny, decides to go to the outside to uh, – he does a front flip onto Abushi instead. There's moments like this that are sort of catching you askew. And I know that I'm not saying anything anyone doesn't know here, but even with his botches in this match, Kota Abushi is just the smoothest – most wonderful delight to watch wrestler uh, going. I, I was, yeah, 
I cannot argue that. Yeah, I mean, he, I, 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 there was some talk that he might have been concussed at one point early in the match, okay. which is why when they did the uh, like the cross, so I don't even know what that is called. When yeah, the double, do, just double timed moonsault. Yeah, the moonsault uh, in stereo. Yeah, when the, I mean, he clearly botched that very badly. Twice, yeah, he but, overshoots the turnbuckle but, and then tries to do it off the apron. But he took a pretty again. stiff blow to the head, like not long before it either. So uh, that makes whether he sense. was entirely in his right mind during that moment is uh, maybe not clear at, the, at, at this point. I wonder if this was intentional or not, uh, if he was trying to redeem himself for that, because like a minute later he gets back into the ring and does like that jumping power bomb, so he lifts Nick Jackson, and rather than just like slamming him down like a Batista bomb or a sit-out power bomb, he leaps into the air and throws Nick Jackson it's down. It's pretty dope. It looks super awesome. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I had a problem with this match a little bit in that like, I understand that, like, what is at stake here is that these two teams are battling for tag team supremacy. That's right. In a much uh, similar way to, like, the New Day and the Usos. That's right, yeah. Who's it's, the top dog? Who's the, who's the best tag team in the world? That's what we are fighting for. And so with that on the line, you do have to make them look evenly matched so that there is stakes and drama to the match and that, you know, the, the outcome is in doubt throughout. Right. Having said that, though, like... Kenny Omega and Kota Ibushi are two of the very best wrestlers in the world. Yeah. Like, these are both guys, Kenny especially, but, like, Kota probably now that he's more full-time within NJPW, like, should be in that IWGP heavyweight title pitcher. And so to see, like, Matt Jackson, like, just clowning both of them at the same time, which was a cool spot. Yeah, when the, he bulldog does the bulldog into the yeah. lariat. Like, there were a number of cool creative things here. But, like, what you're basically telling me when I see that is, like, that Matt Jackson is an IWGP heavyweight title contender, which I do not buy for a single second. You're not uh, thinking Okada Matt Jackson 2019? Mm, uh, I mean... If they build it right, who <laughs> there knows? Yeah, I, I didn't. I found that a little bit of a roadblock too. But once again, these are, are minor complaints in a match. I did think was was very good, and you saw some some real athleticism and some big spots. The the elbow through the table, and uh, again a drop power bomb through the uh, the announce table. So there were there were things to like about this match. But before we go on, Justin, uh, I saw a lot of complaining about uh, Jim Ross and Josh Barnett yes. calling. Not only this match, but sort of the I card think in general. more of the mistakes were probably earlier in the card. Yeah. Because I didn't have a ton of beef with what I heard in this match itself. Right. Because, like, you know, a lot of the complaints is that they're getting guys' names wrong throughout. And Can that, I pause you there? Yeah, yeah. That is inexcusable. No, you're a broadcaster. Yeah, of course. Like, that. that is sort of a fatal flaw, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay. I mean, like, in hockey, I'm supposed to memorize... 40 people's names. That seems almost and, impossible. And be able to identify them, like, by their number from a great distance. Instantaneously. Yes, immediately. In wrestling, there's you probably have to remember 40 people's names also, but they're spread out over the course of a card where you only need to know, like, four at once. Yeah. And remembering those four... Shouldn't be very difficult because also, like, you're not in the press box. You're right there. So the It's not, like, I don't understand how he could, like, fuck it up so consistently. During the the Osprey, af the post-match of Osprey and uh, Chushin Liger, Liger, thank you, um, I switched to Japanese commentary. 
uh, something I, I seldom do, but if you look at any of the videos from the Top Marks account after that match, they start with English commentary. I'm just the Japanese because it, it was taking me out of it a little bit. I don't know if it was a confirmation bias situation where so many people were complaining about it that it was all I could hear. Well, but it's because you saw in the Wrestling Observer uh, newsletter awards oh. that the Japanese commentator... <laughs> Is the best commentator in the world, so you gotta listen to him. Yeah, as soon as I saw that, I knew this guy, he must be a hell of a commentator because, you know. Because nobody who's voting on it can even understand what he's saying, but they still love oh him. Oh my god, these people who are like, I, I choose to listen to it because, like, the passion of it, it's, it's, you know, I can still get taken along for the ride. I guess I sound like a hypocrite here because I did do it, but not because I thought it'd be the a great option, just the lesser of two just evils. Because, yeah, JR and, um, What's his name? Josh really Barnett. Great. Yeah, they're not great. Yeah. It Which was... is, you know, for the same fucking poll people who voted NJPW on Access as the best <laughs> weekly television show. Which Josh Barnett hosts and does all the calls yeah, for. You, you, the commentary team doesn't even know the fucking names of the guys. <laughs> Never mind the names of their moves. But yeah, it's the best show anyone's ever seen. Imagine if Michael Cole called Roman Reigns Seth Rollins once. <laughs> Just imagine just what would happen. Even one time. Just one time. Yeah. It would be the – no one would live it down. Anyway. Well, uh, you know what? I actually thought when yeah. Kevin Owens attacked Daniel Bryan last week. That's right, yeah. Uh, like, you, if you go back and even listen to the audio that I cut for it for last week's intro on oh, Top yes. Marks, it sounds like Byron initially says, oh, Brock, no. And oh, then really? says, Kevin, no. Really? So he, you know, maybe it has happened a few Hashtag times. Hashtag Fire Saxton. I mean, I thought it wouldn't take a lot for me to hop on that hashtag. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so uh, the Golden Lovers, uh, rightfully in my opinion, get the win on the Young Bucks. Yes. It creates a little bit of a confusion at the heavyweight tag division for New Japan for me. I mean, yes and no. Actually, I could see. I could see Kenny and Kota getting like a heavyweight tag title run here. Are you interested in them as heavyweight tag title champions? Where else do you go with them right now? Yeah, I guess it's... Because like the eventual destination, you have to think, is Kenny versus Kota. And whether that's at this year's Wrestle Kingdom or next, yeah. like how long are we going to drag this thing out for? The, I mean, it's classic booking to like put the belts on them and then however they lose the belts is what begins the dissolution of the team yeah right? like and there's something very classical textbook about that which is a lot of new japan booking too so yeah. it uh, stands to reason that'd be it let's talk about the post-match briefly here if we can jmo where uh so the the young bucks are left laying and kenny goes over to sort of try and make peace with the two of them mm -hmm. like hey w w no hard feelings and i forget which one shakes uh kenny's hand but i believe it's matt does uh but nick walks away well one of them I, I can't remember which one either. I'm sorry that I can't tell the difference between these two identical twins. <laughs> but uh, are they identical like, twins? Throughout the match was like challenging uh, Kenny to like hit him with everything he had. That's right. So like even w was like putting himself in position to take the one winged angel as if like. I fucking dare you to hit this move on me. He literally puts the hand there and yells, do it, yeah. do it. And then earlier in the match, the same Jackson brother, uh, Kenny is punching him. He's like, that's all you got? I think he's, it's Matt. Yeah, and he's, he's you know really enticing Kenny. Fine, bring it out of me. Embrace your evil, embrace your hate. I thought this was great storytelling and uh, exciting stuff, even if him selling his back was a little inconsistent. And, though. of course, now we also had Cody run in right. after the match 
and uh, shove one of the Jackson brothers as well. He put out a statement afterwards saying he thought it was Kenny that he was pushing. This statement was wonderful, by the way. Yeah, awesome. Like, perfect, despicable heel. He's so, like, man, Cody is so good. Imagine if Cody was a great in-ring wrestler. He'd be the best wrestler on earth. Yeah, but, like, there's still so much value to what he is right now. There's no question, yeah. And I feel like getting you to admit that definitely is a big, like, moment of progress given that, like, you received Cody Rhodes' autographed picture, <laughs> and you ripped it up it's and true. threw it in the garbage. And I do not regret it. I, I'd regret it. I, I would love to have that. <laughs> I like that you're regretting things <laughs> in my life for me. Uh, anything else you want to touch on in this match, Justin, before I run down a little bit of the uh, just rest that of the card I, here? That's like an echo of the first time we got that Kenny versus Cody confrontation before Cody attacked him. Kenny shoved one of the bucks as well. I believe they both shoved different bucks. Yes. And that, like, we are heavily planting seeds here that we might be going towards Nick versus Matt at all in, possibly, as one of them is a Cody loyalist and one of them is a Kenny loyalist. I really think that's the way it's going. I, I, I don't know what else they do right now. If your entrant to the heavyweight tag division is a loss, it seems like that might be the way to go. Just, I just want to touch on a couple other matches. But they here. lost to, like, two main eventers. It's true. And they looked amazing in it. I don't yep. think they lose anything, like, as far as shine goes. You might be right about that. You, you could be right Like, they that. still should be positioned above the two Jamokes who have the belt right now. <laughs> Underused insult, Jamoke. <laughs> uh, I'm not going to touch on too much of the rest of the card because we don't have all the time, but I do just really want to go out of my way to shout out uh, Ishii and Okada versus Suzuki and Zack Sabre Jr., I know that I'm sounding maybe a bit like a broken record, but I feel like Minoru Suzuki has entered this space sort of like Chad Gable, which is maybe a, a weird comparison here, where it, it just sort of dawns on me every time I watch them how much I like watching these guys wrestle. And I wouldn't say these two have sim- especially similar styles, Suzuki and Chad Gable. Just like a physical magnetism. Yeah, there's, there's something where it's like they're hard-hitting they both have in common. There's like a, a bit of realism to it, more with Suzuki certainly, but... I just really like watching Suzuki wrestle, and his elevation of Zack Sabre Jr., I think you have to credit Suzuki a lot for it, because Suzuki's whole thing is he treats new guys like shit, but he seems to greatly respect uh, Sabre Jr., and it, I just feel like this is a pairing that really works, and... Uh, heavily establishes them as the top of Suzuki-gun, which as, is... Uh, as someone who didn't watch the match, can I ask you a question Yeah, about please. It? How boring was Okada in it? Uh, it's funny because I, I think you and I were actually going back and forth on Twitter a little bit. I, I didn't think Okada was especially boring in this match or anything, but to <laughs> me, he was the worst part of this match. <laughs> I, surprising. I don't know if it's a, a confirmation bias because I love the Madman Morissette takes, but... Uh, I thought that the the best parts of this match were Suzuki versus Ishii, and now that's not surprising as they're both very hard-hitting, stiff workers, which I think appeals to a lot of people. But uh, Ishii is the, gets the comeback in the match, and it's phenomenal. Like It's, it's really good. Um, quickly also, uh, Osprey doesn't do it for me. Uh, Liger is, while I agree with you on Okada being more boring than people give him credit for, there's something about Osprey that just doesn't... I totally recognize how good in ring he is. Yeah, but he's, he's just like... It's like he's in on how good he is. You know what? Maybe that's it. Well, like, yeah, because he doesn't seem like the most likable guy in real life, but I love him as a wrestler. Like, I just think he's so amazing. And, like, yeah, I guess there's something to the fact that he is. All, he also thinks he's so amazing. You know? Yeah. It, it, uh, we got 30 seconds left, though, and I do yeah. want you to talk about Jay White versus uh, oh. Hangman. 
Ah, jeez. Yeah, you know the gifts that I saw from this match looked good, but all anyone was talking about was that it was terrible. Okay, so both of uh, both those things, I could totally understand where they're coming from. I'll say uh, quickly here, and how to do this in twenty seconds? Go, go, go! You know when you say that Stone Cold quote of "Oh, these kids are out here working hard. Oh, guys working his ass off out there." Thank you. This match is the definition of that. It wasn't for lack of effort that I wasn't that into this match. Like, there's some great spots in it. I bet it gifs really well, but ultimately, I just don't find either of these guys all that compelling. And that's what I'll say about that. All right. Because I respect the rules. Justin, a new segment for long-term yeah, talk. I, I just, I like Hangman, you know? I, I feel wish like, I did. I feel like that feud was like his coming out party it in some ways. Been. Yeah, totally. Because he was super dope in the run-up to it, and he did that like the moonsault, the, the moonsault off yep. the balcony and all that stuff. So like, I want him to have a moment. Yeah. But I just think Jay White is like... Not the guy to give anyone a moment. I'm right wondering now. if Jay White is just going to be sort of a critique I used to would have made of Cody Rhodes, where very technically sound, but just like too vanilla for me to get into. I feel like he he is still young enough that he could put it together, though, at some point. I hope so. Justin, we have a new segment. Yes, we do. Are you excited? Um, I, I don't know anything about it, so it's hard for me to be like so excited. But I guess it's a little bit like Christmas morning. I don't know what's in the gift, and I'm still excited to get a gift in general. Well, here comes the unwrapping, Justin, all as right. we debut a new segment called Hall for All. Hall for All, Justin, a game where I, Josh Custodio, look through the WWE Hall of Fame, and I pick out people who are in it, and then I look up if others aren't. I say the name of the wrestler, mm -hmm. and you tell me if this person is yes in the hall or okay. no. Okay, now the name is obviously a play on Brawl for All. Yes. But did I, did it, should it have been Brawl for Hall? Or Oh. Did, did I do it wrong? Yeah, Brawl for Hall is better. Well, we're going to stick with Hall for All. <laughs> hall for All because we said it first, we're going yep. with the worst option. Mm -hmm. Are we going to go back and re-record this last 20 seconds? No. You bet your ass we're not. We never would. <laughs> this segment is now Hall for All. <laughs> yep. Uh, Justin, are you ready for the first ever edition? Maybe more to come. Who knows? I feel like this one has a, uh, a shelf life, right? Uh, but I'm, I'm kind of excited to see how you do here. Are you ready? Yeah, let's do it. Are, is Christian in the Hall of Fame? Yes. Wrong. Really? I feel like he went in like last two years ago. Maybe we need to Google that one because now I'm questioning it. Uh, Maybe it, I'm just thinking of when he retired. The Fabulous Moolah. Um, no. Wrong. <laughs> Virgil. Yes. Wrong. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Bam Bam Bigelow. Uh, no. Correct! Yeah, because there was word that he was going to go in this year, and it didn't happen for him this year. Mike Tyson. Yes. Correct. Celebrity wing. Bruiser Brody. Uh, I feel like he should be in there, and having thought that he should be in, I'm going to say he is not. Justin, you're on a hot streak. That's three in a row. Okay, good. Trish Stratus. Uh, no. Wrong. Really? When did she go in? I think like two years ago. I don't remember that. Abdullah the Butcher. Oh, actually, I do remember her being out on the stage at WrestleMania. Yeah, I think she was a brunette, before. right? Yes. Abdullah the Butcher, I'm going to say he is in. Correct. Okay. Big Van Vader. Vader. Uh, no. Correct, but good Lord, should he ever be. Yeah, absolutely. Owen Hart. No, because his wife will not allow it. Correct. The original Nature Boy, Buddy Roberts. Uh... Yes. Correct. Eric Bischoff. Yes. 
wrong. Really? Yeah. Vince Sr. He's for sure got to be in. Correct. Jesse Ventura. Uh, no. Wrong. Really? I would think that like the long-standing beef yeah, the union thing. of him trying to unionize. Yeah. But I guess there's no hatchet that Vince cannot bury. Which is one thing I think we can always – that Vince is consistent in, and I appreciate Except he might be burying the hatchet with Hulk Hogan pretty soon here. I, I don't know how much I like that. Well, I know you love it. I hate it. <laughs> but <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Miss Elizabeth. <laughs> uh, no. Correct. Raven. No. Correct. And finally, Justin, the honky-tonk man. Yes. Incorrect. Wow, what? Yep. That's crazy. So there you go, Justin. That was our first episode of Hall for All. Yeah, what did you think? It was fun. Was it as fun as Keep It or Kick It? No. More uh, stressful? Yeah, a little bit. I mean, I'm trying to think of like the ceremonies, but like, you know what's funny is like they make such a big deal out of it every single year. I don't remember any of it, like, within, like, I two know. weeks. You can maybe remember Sting, the headliner. Yeah, Sting went in as the headliner last year. Yeah. But beyond that, I don't know that I could name a single person that went in last year other than... Teddy Long? Jacqueline? Yeah, Jacqueline. I think Teddy Long last year. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Rikishi it, went in a couple years ago. Yeah, it's tough, right? It just doesn't feel... Oh, wait. Uh, Cornette inducted somebody. Who was it? I don't know. Oh, the the Express. Midnight Express. Yes. Uh, if you were hearing my voice right now... The Freebirds went in probably two years ago, I feel like. I think that's right. If you were hearing my voice right now, and you played along with that, let me know how you did, because I think I would have done atrocious Yeah, that was game. super hard. Uh, I did I'm, all right. I feel like I did like 50% yeah, or so. Yeah, I think you got roughly half there. Yeah. So, a good show. And speaking of good show, why don't we continue ours in, in round, round number two! Round two! Fight! <laughs> Justin, to open this round, I have a, a favor to ask you. Sure, yeah. I'm anything from my good friend. Can you do the most listless impression of the, the sting that opens up Braun's entrance music? The Braun! Can you do that with... But, like, like no life whatsoever. As, as poorly as possible. Braun. Because <laughs> that may be the reaction we get at WrestleMania, depending on how good his mystery tag partner is. So for those of you who maybe haven't been watching the product... The, the Bar, Sheamus and Cesaro, long-time running tag champs at this point. I think four-time, was it? Uh, something like that, which yeah. just seems crazy, but I guess they've lost it to the Seth Shield. They've lost it to the Hardys probably a couple times. Yeah. Uh, Titus Worldwide a bunch of times. Did they? No, they no. did not, unfortunately. <laughs> uh, but they, they said they have uh, beaten everybody on the roster and damn near everybody on the globe, so they, they needed a challenge for WrestleMania. Braun Strowman comes out. Rex. He had nothing going on at Mania also. Yep. This whole thing felt thrown together, but now I'm super into it, actually. I was going to ask, Justin, because I, I, your, so your initial reaction was what? When he comes out and thrashes all the tag teams. I mean, I liked it. Yeah. It was fun. Yeah. Like, you, can't, you cannot tell me that Braun like, running wild on dudes is never like super entertaining. And for them to be like, you know, I think detractors of this were like, well, that really you know, makes a mockery of the tag division. Right. But they've already done that, you know? By, yeah. like, there's nobody in there who was a credible contender to have this match at right. WrestleMania in the first place. Like, I would love for it to have been, you know, our boys, The Revival. Oh. But, but, like, they're not in position to do that. Gallows and Anderson are somewhat being rehabbed, but, again, are not in position to do that either. That's right. 
I'm sort of of two minds on this because when he did the when they were having the battle royal and he came out and just flattened everybody. Of course, every time I see Braun destroy something, I'm like, ah, this rules. But there's something about the image of Braun Strowman like holding up both of the tag belts in a Daniel Bryan way that I actually don't like. Really? Yeah. I like it. He, he does seem like if you were to do that with a guy ever. I remember people sort of floated this with Ryback because he was pinning two jobbers at a time for a while. When and he, like occasionally three at one point. Was that right? I, I, yeah, that, that sounds... I, but but it seemed I, I remember people floating the idea for Ryback, and I remember not loving it back then. And I would like it more for Braun than than for Ryback. But I do feel like the the idea that somebody from the singles can come over hurts the tag team division because when tag teams split up, it then like okay, if you two together could lose to one guy, God forbid you run into that one guy. But also, singles. like Braun can beat anyone except Brock Lesnar. Well, he could probably beat Brock too if they weren't. De- like determined to have nobody but Roman do that. Absolute dummy moves. But so so you're you're mostly excited for this, right, Justin? Yeah, I I've liked the build. I li- and like I like the mystery of it. Yeah. I li- like I like that we are going into WrestleMania with a genuine surprise. Like no matter who it is, it's mm-hmm. gonna be fun. Absolutely. Know? Like we've kind of come up with a list of seven probable suspects here. That's right. I don't even know if we have seven. Roughly. Well, we, got, we got something like Maybe that. Maybe three. Yeah, and we've talked about some of them before. Like last week, we talked about who we thought it would be. I outlined – maybe it was two weeks ago. It doesn't yeah. really matter. I, I said Samoa Joe. Oh. You get like this these two bad boy Haas bruisers who are going to go in there, demolish the bar, take the tag belts, and then you call up Authors of Pain – and you have this big, like, built-in Haas battle in the tag division set to go for however long. And here's the thing. Like, if Authors of Pain pin Braun, if they beat Braun, like, I think everybody expects if Braun wins the belts, he will drop them by his partner being pinned or whatever. I don't think that has to be the case. But if be- AOP beats him, they immediately are made Absolutely. on the main roster. And Braun doesn't really lose anything by being beaten by two guys at the same time. You know, if Braun eats a super collider and they if two guys if it is shown that two guys can pin Braun Strowman, I don't know how that hurts a guy. And you have to cash in on these guys' strong builds every now and then. Like Braun Strowman has to take a pin eventually, and it might as well be to get an entire tag team over if that's what's gonna happen. Especially considering like we're in this position because the Raw tag division is in a state of disarray, basically. To say the least. Yes. <laughs> I mean, it's, the authors of Bane would do a lot of good to that. So right Samoa Joe's who I introduced a couple weeks ago. The man that you introduced was James Ellsworth. Yes. And there's a lot of like reason to think why that would be good as well. First of all, just to see him like get a WrestleMania entrance, which I guess he did get. Like he was in re- he he was in the Battle Royal. He would have been on the roster last year. Yeah. I don't think he was on – I don't think he was in the Battle Royal. He might have been. But uh, – I'll look it up. I like I like the goodwill of uh, of Ellsworth getting a mania moment for sure. And I, I also just like the full circle. What am I always bitching on the show? Long sto- long-term storytelling. Yeah. And that those two end up together. If Braun Strowman takes it his way as – I will take the shittiest guy. Like, I don't need anyone. He's like, You're like, okay, yeah, sure. You'll, whatever. Come on. Let's go. And, like, who does Braun Strowman know? Like, who right. are the names that Braun Strowman can call up? Who's in his Rolodex? That's it's the- believable that James Ellsworth might be one of them. And I feel like they have this fun, better uh, dynamic explored in Enzo and Cass, but I think would be genuinely better with James Ellsworth and Braun of sort of that the hippo with the bird on its back, like yeah. somewhat keeping it safe. 
I think it's a fun pairing, and ultimately, it, it makes sense if if Braun Strowman is worth one and a half guys, Ellsworth is worth half a guy. They yeah. equal a tag team, exactly. Uh, and I so I I greatly enjoy that one. And it closes the loop on like their lo- like they've been bound together for most of. Ellsworth's like time in the spotlight, pretty much. He Absolutely, began his, his first jobber challenger. He eliminated him from the Survivor Series. They have been linked throughout, and I, of course, threw it out a couple weeks ago when we had this discussion as well. How fun it would be for James Ellsworth to win a tag title oh. on the same night when Carmella fails her cash. In. It's a per- that's a great piece of poetry. Uh, there's, I just feel like there's a, a great deal to like about that. Now, I understand reasons you wouldn't want to go for it, but if you don't want to do the Braun getting pinned way, you have an out all the time with James Ellsworth exactly. being able to get pinned. At exactly. any moment, we believe that Braun can't protect James Ellsworth and 24-7. We, and we know he's going to be at WrestleMania uh, weekend because he's at least going to be involved spring, with Joey Janela spring, spring Break, spring break too. Yep. Uh, so there's all kinds of reasons why that makes sense. But there's some other guys that we floated around when we discussed this uh, off the air a couple days ago. And I, I, there's one big name that you're very, very excited about. <sighs> I think we should leave that guy for a little later. Sure, okay. Because let's go into some more possibilities. Like, I think Samoa Joe is a good one because he should be ready yep. in time. And he and he missed WrestleMania last year. Yep. Uh, he just he was healthy at the time. He just wasn't on, on the, the card. card. Which sucks. And it's brutal. It would be brutal for him to not be on the show two years in a row. Though he could win the Andre, I guess, if they slotted oh, him in there. It no. just seems like a waste. It would make him I'd, seem cheapened. I'm dead serious. I'd rather him not be on Mania than win the Andre. Really? I genuinely would. What What does Samoa Joe gain from winning the Andre? He already... Think of where he exited. I would love it, though. Roman like, Reigns can't beat Samoa Joe. Yeah. Think of that. You know, though, you know, like... How they just have the guy like carry the trophy around and pose the like pose? Andre. <laughs> yeah, I would love it if a heel, like in the same way that like when they did that uh, uh, Beast in the East show, okay, and it was like Finn Balor versus Kevin Owens. Yeah, yeah, the latter match. And right? Owens took the flowers, like the ceremonial oh! flowers, and like threw them into the crowd. Oh. I would love it for a heel to win the Andre and then just smash the trophy afterwards. Oh, okay, like break now you've the, got me. Like, crumple it into nothing with their hands, basically. That I like. And Joe does have, like, a natural disdain going for mm-hmm. him. So, like, if he even just, like, wins and, like, just pushes the trophy over or something, then looks in the car, he's like, what? And I want him to, like, destroy yeah, it. Yeah, I, I, I think there's maybe some legs there. I still feel like he's just way too high. Up. But, like, but if it's a big man, if we want a Haas tag team yeah. to go against Authors of Pain coming out of WrestleMania... There are a couple other options as well. Hit me with them, Jim. And that is a man that Braun Strowman would also have in his working Rolodex that he could call up and would have a a mutual respect for, having won it over the course of a trilogy of matches where both men pushed each other to the limit. And that is, of course... Well, man, it's a big show! I I think this is a fun option, actually. I I hadn't thought of it until you had brought it up the other night at my place. And... uh, I think it's a fun idea, actually. Like you say, an earned respect between the two of them after that trilogy of matches that I don't think anyone thought were going to be as good as they were. Yeah. Um, and just, like, again, the Twin Towers, the Haas battle versus the, the AOP call-up, I think it works. Would you be disappointed if Big Show's music hit? Would that be a letdown of what you were hoping for would be a big surprise? I'll say it's just under that line. Yes, it's a letdown, but not like a giant one. Like It's, it's, it's like, it's fun because... It seems like it's giving show like one big last 
massive mania moment. See, if that's what I'm going for, I want it to be Henry. Yes, because like, that's the other guy. That's right. That's our third option as far as a Haas tag team. Yeah. Another guy that obviously Braun Strowman has a huge amount of respect for, a guy who's going into the Hall of uh, Fame. He almost had pain. I almost did. <laughs> <laughs> going into the Hall of Fame the night before, uh, or two nights before. Yeah, the Friday. And and could still make an appearance on the show of shows itself by being Braun's tag team partner, the man who is the reason why Braun Strowman is a wrestler in the first place. As we learned on Sunday Night Tweet last week. Mark Henry. Yeah, I, I think I, I personally would be more into Mark Henry. Who do you think would get the, the bigger reaction, the Big Show or Mark Henry? Probably Mark Henry. Yeah, because of so the Hall ju- of Fame. And also us. just because like he... Like, I think Show would get a reaction because he's been gone since that third Braun match. Right. So it does feel like a return because he has been injured. And Henry hasn't been injured, but he's still been gone for so long, basically. Yeah. And not just, like, not used on TV at I think all. his last match was when they were in Texas. Yeah, that match with Titus O'Neil on yeah, Raw. Yeah, that, like, it could... It, I would pop for it just that he would have a big moment again. How, how about for you? Or either Would either of those be letdowns for you? I don't think so. Yeah. Like I'd be I'd be into the big man tag team concept enough that yeah. I I'd be excited for it. Now, granted I would not be nearly as excited for it as I would be for uh this option that was the one that I dropped on you uh a couple days ago that, I, that got you all up? fired up. Sure, yeah. Cuz this like Big Show would be a return from injury as well. Correct. Uh so I had not even considered this gentleman until uh you were at my house you're like, "Well, what if what if this guy was ready in time?" And Justin, this you know that meme where you see the brain like slowly lighting up until the galaxy brain? Galaxy brain. I had that moment where I was like, "Oh yeah, I guess that could be Yeah, that would be Oh my god! <laughs> like yeah. I was very excited because Dean Ambrose, motherfucking Dean Ambrose, coming could back. be Braun's partner, and it would make sense within kayfabe as well because the bar are the reason that he was on the shelf in the first place. Exactly, the bar who put him out. He's seeking revenge on them, and if you have to take revenge on somebody, granted, their only interaction Braun and Dean is him choking Dean lifeless. But sometimes the enemy of my enemy is my friend. And Braun is a baby face now. Yes. So when guys turn, you know, allegiances change. And, and you know, I think if Braun is calling people up and saying, you know, I got to face the bar, uh, do, would you like to face the bar? Oh. I think Dean would love to face the bar because, like, that's they, they wrecked his year, basically. Of all the options that seem, like, plausible, like, obviously, Sandman or, mm-hmm. or The Rock would be, like, very, very exciting, but those don't seem all that realistic to me. Of all the people sort of on the active roster, this is the one that gets me the most excited by, by far. I think these guys would have a, a very natural dynamic, even their gear. They're both wearing tank tops. They're both, like, rebels in a, in a way. I would be so into this. And it would be a fun run, too. Like, I think we have all expected Dean to come back as a heel who, like, attacks Seth and is mad right. that Seth, like, just pushed him aside and, like, got to win the titles with Jason Jordan. And it was like, you know, it's like Dean was gone and it He's didn't matter nothing. to Seth at all. Right. This way, like, you still get, like, maybe you, – you don't turn him heel immediately. You have him do the same thing, yep. win the tag titles with someone else, and they can both still be baby faces, and we can finally get that Shield reunion we were promised but never actually got. Well, and for me, I swear to God, Justin, I can hear the promos. Like, Dean just coming up and be like, yeah, me and the big guy are gonna, you know, <laughs> we're gonna cause some damage tonight. <laughs> yeah. Like, it just works. I feel like they are a, a pairing that I'd just be 
unreal into? Who, who of that we listed are you most into? Dean. Yeah. Okay. Like, it, like if it's not Samoa Joe, it's Dean. Yeah. And because both of those guys would be come back from injury surprises. Do you think that one of those guys, at a minimum? Shows up at Mania, Samoa Joe or Dean, be Whether, it here or elsewhere, or in the armbar. The armbar. Are there any other open spots? Not really. I, I think John Cena's looking for a match. Still, yeah, so. true, true. <laughs> uh, there is one more possibility that's been floated out this week. Hit me, baby, one more time. Which I think time. we both agree is impossible. Yep. And that is Rey Mysterio. Oh uh, yeah. Sports Illustrated reported that Vince would love it for Rey to be the mystery partner. Yeah. Does that feel too soon? Ray having been a surprise return at the Rumble not that long ago. And also, as we all know, he tore his bicep or his triceps or something like that. He's fucked up. He's not going to be able to, to go. Yeah, I don't know if you saw the clip, but he was at Strong Style Evolved. And he said he can't wrestle. Yeah. Um, I- I'll say this, man. I don't mean to sound like a wet blanket. I'm not going to say it's impossible because last year I really didn't think the Hardys were coming back after that ladder match with the Bucks. I would not be that excited for Rey Mysterio, Braun Strowman. I know that sounds like I must be lying, mm-hmm. but I, I feel like that's not anywhere near the best usage of Rey. Braun is over. Mm-hmm. Like, what, what is what is he gaining from the this pairing with Rey besides nothing. potentially being outshone by a nostalgia act? Yeah, absolutely nothing. And I don't think they fit together very well either. <laughs> so I think we both agree it's got to be me and Dean. Oh, baby, I would, I would. <laughs> Whoa! Yeah! Whoa! <laughs> You're real me now, Justin. Whoa! Justin, you have your phone in your hand. Can you I call do. the people for me? Because it's time for the people segment, Justin. It's time for Sunday night tweet. Yes, and Josh, uh, what is Sunday night tweet? Every single week, I Josh Custodio scour Twitter.com and I look for at uh, Twitter accounts for members of the active WWE roster. I I look through their timelines, I read their tweets, I do deep dives, and I try to find tweets that are uh, a little funny or askew or weird or just really anything that. I feel like reading. I then read that tweet aloud to you, Justin, and based off of basically only that, you have to guess who the tweeter in question is. Do you understand the rules? I do understand. People at home, do you understand the rules? We do understand. Glad that children are listening to our show. And with that, I mean, this is not, if you're a child, you should not be listening to this show because I'm going to tell you to do drugs and love rock and roll. So <laughs> so don't just, just tune out of this. Or if you are still listening, drink green drink and work a as a good job like a doctor. Justin, are you ready for the first tweet this week? Uh, yeah, I am. It reads as follows. Almost nine years ago, when I got signed, my very first pitch was to be a wrestling postal worker named Mel Mann. Shockingly, it was shut down. Mel Mann. The mailman. The wrestling postal worker. Correct. Mel Mann. And this is someone's dream gimmick. <laughs> Uh, I mean, yeah, they pitched this. There's a, a great reply to this tweet that says, I feel like this gimmick would have really delivered, which is <laughs> really great stuff. Uh, I feel like that's a, that's like an old time gimmick. So I feel like it's like somebody patient older. Era. I'm going to go with gold dust. That is a great guess, Justin. It is not gold dust. It is, uh, shockingly. Biggie, Biggie, Melman, Melman. That's so. Uh, Biggie. Uh, maybe he's only improved since uh, when he first got signed. I think you might say. Uh, Justin, are you ready for the second tweet this week? Sure. Yeah. Hit me with it. It reads as follows: Test my metal. I'm no fear. <laughs> Test my metal. I'm no fear. I'm no fear. Now, there, there is a hashtag that follows it. It's not very important, but it would tell you who it is, so I'm ignoring it. Okay. But uh, it, it, 
I'll tell you what it is after. Okay, I'm going to guess that uh, this is not the Scottish Supernova. And with that said, I'm going to guess that it is the Blitzen Trapper herself, Sarah Logan. She's no fear, Justin. It is Sarah Logan. What's the hashtag? Riot Squad hashtag SD Live. Ah, okay. Yeah. So I think that, that would have uh, narrowed it down too, too quickly. But uh, test her metal, Justin. She's no fear. It's Sarah Logan. <laughs> Justin, tweet number three this week's a fun one. Are you ready? Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm always ready. I love the fun ones. When my theme song drops, the royalties will set up our families for life. When my theme song drops, the royalties will set up my family for life. For life. The third tweet this week. And that is a new theme song that they wrote themselves. I don't know. Well, they must because otherwise, why would they get any cut of the royalties if they didn't write the song? People say crazy shit. (laughs) And and when my theme song drops, who doesn't have a theme song? And who who would, uh, you know, (laughs) what are you going to say? Uh... You know what? I'm going to guess someone who I heard their music during the Royal Rumble, and I was like, that's their music? (laughs) Who is it? Aiden English. (laughs) I actually have no idea what Aiden English's (laughs) music is, Justin, but it is not Aiden English. Indeed, the third tweet this week comes to us from the debuting EC3. Ah, yes, of course. So I, I guess saying when his uh, theme song arrives on Spotify, now he probably doesn't actually get royalties. From yeah, I mean, to... I didn't see his debut last night, so did he have music when he came out? He did, yes. Oh, okay. Uh, Mike said in our chat that he hated it, thought it was awful. Ah, well, I'll see what I think about it when I watch it, I guess, later tonight or maybe tomorrow. Okay. Boy, Justin, you're in a treat for the fourth tweet this week, which reads as follows. Yeah. I want to write a book of just Kalisto quotes. Hashtag good lucha things. I want to write a book of just Kalisto quotes. Yeah. So this is someone who, from just social media I take, hangs out with Kalisto a lot. Like, she and him seem around each other. Sasha Banks. You knew instantly, Justin! So you've picked up on this, too. Like, these two seem like friends. They work out together. They drive together. They make towns together. Isn't that a crazy pairing? It is, yeah. I'm so happy that you knew that. I was going to guess, uh, like, if you hadn't given me any hints, and I knew it was Sasha Banks before you said she. Okay. Just the one you were like, they hang out together a lot. Yeah. Uh, But if you hadn't said anything, I was probably going to go with a member of... Uh, Lucha House Party. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Metalik yeah. or um, Lindsay Dorado. Probably Lindsay Dorado because I, th- I would assume he has better English than Metalik. I'm going to be 100% honest. You know I look these up every week, and I try to think, like, I want somebody from 205 Live, uh, like a late, this sort of thing. Yeah. I've not once gone to Grand Metalik's Twitter page. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. For all I know, Grand Metalik is not on Twitter. Yeah, it's possible. <laughs> Justin, it's the final tweet. I think everybody, like, contractually is obligated to be, though. Well, Dean Ambrose has one, and the bio just reads, the bio reads, they They made made me me get a Twitter. (laughs) (laughs) It's very funny. You know what the fifth tweet means, Justin. It's your favorite tweet of the week. Indeed it is, Justin. It reads as follows. I've noticed a trend that I find equal parts alarming and disagreeable. Referring to a lady as queen, not a queen, not my queen, simply queen, there's only one queen, Sunshine. Can you give me that again? I've noticed a trend that I find equal parts alarming and disagreeable. 
referring to a lady as queen. Not a queen, not my queen, simply queen. There's only one queen, sunshine. I'm going to go with Charlotte Flair. Someone who describes herself as the queen. As the queen. Justin, this was my mislead. I was hoping you'd guess Charlotte. It is not Charlotte, Justin. It's someone defending uh, the queen. It's Gentleman Jack Gallagher. Ah, it's the British Gentleman Jack. Correct. Yeah, I, I was completely thrown off by that. I was trying to think of, uh, like, Alexa is the goddess. Yeah. And, I think Charlotte calls herself the queen, And Asuka she? is the empress. Yep. And Charlotte is the queen. So who's the who's the uh, princess? Uh, probably Bailey. <laughs> That's actually probably right. Okay, who's the duchess? <laughs> I feel like Naya. Probably Sarah Logan. <laughs> <laughs> who's the court jester? Uh, <laughs> uh, Liv Morgan. Uh, Justin, I think you actually nailed all of these. <laughs> and I'm sure you'll continue to nail it. In, In round, round number three. three. <laughs> Round three, fight! Justin, I don't know, I don't know, oh, where to begin, because we're North American. But in the end, we'll make the same mistakes all over again. Come on, North Americans. Uh, I don't know what that is in reference to. It is uh, the, I think, fourth LCD Sound System single, uh, North American Scum. Ah, okay. But of course you know the tie-in to the words North America in this round, Justin. It's the North American title that is going to be unveiled did they show did they no we don't know what the belt looks we like. we don't know what the belt looks like which again i think is a great thing like i'm excited especially in a ladder match mm-hmm. and we'll get to setting the stage for this but i i think the ladder match and the belt being sort of displayed hanging is a great introduction for and of course as we all know uh, as we remember and know and love from SummerSlam a couple years ago it's that smart <laughs> fans who are going to be on hand for <laughs> oh, this no. show of course just treat new belts with nothing but the respect they deserve. What and certainly th- would not derail the entire match chanting about how the belt looks stupid. What did they say? This belt sucks? Was that the chant? I don't, I don't even know. Forget what it was. Belt but y- looks stupid, maybe? Maybe that. It, it, that was... This belt sucks? That was so bad. Like... I know I'm a Finn Balor detractor. And a Seth Rollins detractor. Certainly true. And uh, I thought that match was going pretty well. Uh, but it's hard to get into a match where people are chanting about the belt. It just t- takes you out of it, I think, unequivocally. It's tough. Oh, tough it's to... just like, I'm, I was into that match. I thought it was a very good match. Well, there we go. I just thought uh, it was very, very stupid <laughs> uh, that uh, the crowd just would rather not pay attention to anything happening in it because they thought the red belt looked dumb. Well, let's hope that Which, does... Do we even think, like... I don't think about the look of that belt at all. It's weird. I actually still do. Yeah. Yeah. I really don't like the universal title oh, really? look. I, yeah. It's, it's not like Okada's pants levels, but I don't I, I don't like the belts, and this is off track, and I apologize, but I don't like the the red show gets the red belts and the blue show gets the blue belts. I liked when it was the world title and big gold, you know, belts that, yeah. that had legacy. They looked distinctly different. Well, they just wanted to make all of their belts look the same, basically. And I have a problem with that. Like, it's not... The red is, I suppose, whatever, but it's that it's like the red equivalent to the blue brand show, and the two belts look the same except mm-hmm. for color. I, I just don't like that. It feels like same so with uncreative. the women's titles, though, and the tag belts. Like the, that's I don't like that. 
Yeah. Uh, but I mean, the women's titles also look like the main, the men's titles. Oh yeah, sorry, yeah, the tag belts at least look different. The circle, yeah, yeah. Well, but also look like each other. So yeah, I, I, I would not ever chant against about all the wrestling matches going on because I'm not an absolute turd, <laughs> just an absolute no one. So you're not going to be just watching this six man ladder match for the North American NXT title and thinking to yourself. Belt looks stupid. Uh, I, in fact, will be watching the wrestling because oh, okay. that's what I do. So, so Justin, uh, on NXT this week, William Regal at the top of the show says, I'm going to be giving a big announcement. Uh, he comes out about 15 minutes later. And and his it, announcement was that Emma <laughs> makes your troubles disappear like bubbles. Well, that is going to make a lot more sense once our bonus episode <laughs> has come out. And people were like, uh, I don't know, that, that was such a big announcement, <laughs> William. And then he started doing the arm dance. Yeah, he, he said, it's the evolution. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's... Uh, that's what he did on NXT that was this week. Big announcement. Yeah, okay, he was really trying to make help Emma come back to uh, WWE. <laughs> that was his way of uh, helping his old friend. Yeah, Emma. she she's not signed yet. Yeah, she probably won't be. But he's pushing for it. I you know, hope the bubbles come back with her. <laughs> but indeed, no. His his big announcement, Justin, is that they are introducing a secondary title onto uh, NXT program. Now I knew that this was happening, and in fact, I slid it in as a spoiler into Keep It or Kick It a few weeks ago. Really? Yes. I one of the <laughs> The items in Keep It or Kick It was a secondary title on NXT. Oh no, what did I say? You kicked it. <laughs> and yet here we are. Yeah, don't I look it's dumb. It's happening and you're keeping it. You love it. So I, I don't remember this, but did I say, is the show still an hour? Yes. Okay, so then maybe I stand by what I said. Because I, I do have concerns about this North American title on a, if it's staying exclusively on NXT. If it's just going to be a secondary belt for this one-hour show. Because I think you run into a problem where are people who aren't involved in a title feud still going to get onto NXT? Because I think it's something NXT does well right now is that you see people feuding for not belts and they still manage to feel important. Think no further than Velveteen Dream and Aleister Black, which I think we really loved of course, uh, last yeah. year. So I do have concerns that if you're not involved in a title program, be it tag women's, now North American, or uh, NXT. Well, like how many matches are on your typical takeover? Probably like five, five yeah. or six, maybe? Five matches, yeah. Yeah, so, I, and there's usually still like three feuds going on as well that don't make takeover. Yeah, the ones that just get filmed and then they open the next NXT. Exactly. Yeah. So I think, like, there probably is room for another men's belt there. I, I really hope you're right. Because, like, obviously the women's title match is going to be one of those five. The NXT title match is going to be one of those five. The tag title match is going to be one of, of those five. You still have two matches open, possibly three matches, depending on how long the show goes, for a secondary, tag or a secondary title match yep. and then one or two matches without a title. Well, sometimes they do UK on it too, which oh, is, yeah, is yeah. worth noting. True, but true. Uh, I, whatever hesitancies I may have had or still have, Justin, let me tell you, if you were going to give it a real kick at the can, I struggled to think of a better way to introduce a belt than a six-man ladder match. Let, let me ask you a question. What is a mid-card title meant to do to you? Like somebody who's holding the mid-card title, what does that sort of embody? It's like somebody that we think is, uh, you know, like like Miz, I think, is a perfect guy right now on the right. main roster. And that, like, we all know that he is a top star. Yes. But there's no room for him at the moment in the top picture. Correct. A guy who's on the cusp, someone who so feels like, like they could. A guy like Velveteen Dream, I think, would be, like, the perfect holder in NXT because, like, he came out of that black feud and was, like, obviously an enormous star. Right. Is he ready for the main event? 
probably not. Like, th- maybe on the outside cusp of it right now. I still don't think so. I think if you look at that Ono match on the last takeover, you say, that was a good match. There's some growth to still be done. Yes. Uh, which is perfect. <laughs> for a secondary title. It really is. Because he still has a belt. He still feels like a star. They still recognize that this guy is the future. He's just not there right now. So let's run down who is in this six-man ladder match that will be used to determine the inaugural North American champion. It's uh, Lars Sullivan, Killian Dane. Velveteen Dream, Adam Cole. Baby. Baby. I mean, the best taunt on, I don't know, planet Earth. Um, EC3. EC3 and and Ricochet. Ricochet. Which, thank God that War Machine changed his name to Ricochet. (laughs) I mean, I was concerned that this guy was going to make it at all, and now here he is entering for a title. I mean, without the name change, he may have never gotten to this place. (laughs) But here he is, as Ricochet, challenging for a title. I got to say... Blair Pacheco also made that joke on Twitter this week. Oh. And you, Blair, you know that anyone who makes a joke clowning on Peter Rosenberg thinking that Ricochet is War Machine, <laughs> that is a joke that is going after my own heart, my friend. Blair, you're making jokes that are extremely Justin <laughs> shit right now. Uh, Justin, do you share in my sort of uh, excitement about this match? And just from a booking perspective, forget about the in-ring, which I think we can all agree is probably going to be lights out. Yeah, I mean, like, look, we always look forward every year. One of the highlights of WrestleMania uh, has been like the second one one of the secondary titles typically the IC yep is like a big multi-man spot fest ladder match yeah I think that yeah last two years in a row and it's been a big match that like I think it opened the show two years ago when Zack Ryder won I think that's did it? I th- I'm pretty sure it was the first match on the card yeah I think you're right uh, it doesn't open the year Daniel Bryan wins it no uh, maybe it did though also then either way there's definitely precedent uh, yeah there's for like this. 3 or 4 years of that being that the kind of match that we see on WrestleMania the IC title is just like six or seven guys get thrown into this ladder match that's a big spot fest and is a ton of fun and is a great like way to get into the festivities when you're watching Mania now this year we don't get that on the Mania card because right. the US title is going to be a four way and the IC title is a three way there's no like stipulations no attached to either of those matches uh, we might get a TLC match in the SmackDown tag division, but that might be a street fight also. Yeah. So we like it's possible that we do not get a ladder match on this. It's true. Uh, iteration of I WrestleMania. think it's probably likely now that one's on Takeover. Right? Yeah. So it seems like they they had this thing that they always do that everybody always likes, and they just didn't have room for it on the Mania card, and we're like, let's just do it in NXT. Why not? And boy, howdy! This lo- I'm more excited for this than any of the ones for the the years prior. Like, what a way for EC3 and Ricochet to debut! Also, really couldn't be any better, could it? I mean, uh, do you have much history with EC3 at all? No, because I I don't watch Impact. Right. Um. So n- neither do I. I don't want to be one. I see a lot of people on YouTube like EC3 is the like you have you probably haven't taken a lot of his content, but I will say that when he faced James Storm that we watched uh, last year. Yeah. Yeah. That was magnificent, and he was in my match of the year in 2015. The guys who are in a wrestling chat will know that I wouldn't shut the fuck up about it and force them all to watch the hair versus hair match with Rockstar Spud. I loved that feud. Uh, this was a time when I was traveling more for work, and so I would end up watching Impact just on the road. Okay. So I was watching every other episode because I was in hotels and bored as hell. Okay. Uh, so EC3 is like the one guy from TNA that I was excited to come over, and I... I really think that he might be the guy to put this uh, North American belt on. Really, I really do. Because I like I would say 
like Velveteen Dream is the guy for it. I want Velveteen Dream to win it off of EC3. I think that's the build. You put it on the heel who's going to talk up. Oh, he showed up. He made it look easy. He's known. He's like the Bobby best. Bobby Roode style. Basically that. And then once he's maybe a little bit more polished or even the very next feud, you have Velveteen Dream storm in. Now a beloved baby face. They clear Because right now I feel like he's sort of in tweener territory. Yeah, for sure. Against EC3, he is going to be a very pronounced baby face in a very similar way to Roman Reigns against Miz. Roman Reigns always a tweener until he's up against Miz where he's decidedly a babyface and it works because people boo the Miz. Absolutely. I think EC3 can bring that to Velveteen Dream. Uh, but really, there's no one that they could put this on that I wouldn't be that into outside of maybe Lars Sullivan. Yeah. How about for you? Yeah, I'm not a big, uh, I'm not a Lars guy, really. He's impressive in person to look at. Like, yeah, his physique physically makes no sense. Like, 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 you know, I think it's one of the great moral Ronaldo calls of all time is like saying that he is a Jack Kirby drawing come to life. That's because he he looks like a Fantastic Four. He totally does. Uh, It's. Uh, what I like, again, so much about the booking of this match, besides where the placement of all of them are, you have a little bit of every sort of type of wrestler in this match, be it high flyer, more character-driven like uh, EC3, giants like Lars Sullivan and Killian Dade, smaller high flyers like Adam Cole. There's something for everybody in this match. I mean. Like, you know that Ricochet is going to make a lasting impression on the WWE audience just by doing some sort of ladder spot in this match that's going to make everybody just, like, lose their shit completely. I literally can't even think of what a move I want to see most off of the ladder. There are so many. Uh, You got Dream's elbow that could very well come from the top of the ladder. Imagine Damo, or sorry, Killian Dane using the ulcer plantation off of a ladder. Oh, my God. Uh, any Anything. I mean, this is uh, a match that – it's about as excited as I could get for a match. And there's been zero build. They announced it, and I am I am this excited for it. <laughs> That's about as big of a compliment as I can play. Yeah, I, I just – you know, you were talking about being worried that there won't be room for everything on NXT. Yeah. I think this is a show, though, that already, like, week to week – not everything makes the show, and that's okay. You know, like we don't even have our world ti- or our NXT title feud being on the show every week. That's absolutely true. Yeah, no, you, so you bring up the a North good point. American title isn't on the show every week. That's not any different than any other title, and th- that's fine. I think you bring up a good point there. I, I think it's just to that point, and while I do agree that that is the thing that's happening. There is a part of me that has, realizes how deep NXT's talent pool is right now and wants to see those guys. Like, I would like to see Velveteen Dream wrestle more than I get to now. Oh, absolutely. But, I, I do agree. But I get that that's sort of the magic to it, is that TakeOver comes and you get to see at least a 15-minute match of all the people you want to see wrestle. And there, there's something very worthwhile about that. I mean, not everybody. Like, there's, you know, guys that we like that don't always make the show. Yeah, that's true. But, like, yeah, I guess by and large, like, you do see the matches that you want to see. No question. Um, yeah, I, I just think that there's no I – don't, I don't think that, like – because you – your problem when I floated it out as a hypothetical when I already knew it was happening. Were you dying to tell me this? You must have known that I would go ape shit for this. I mean, yeah, when you said no, I was like, well, yeah, we'll see what you say in three weeks. You're going to look like a fucking twit about 14 <laughs> days, moron. Yeah, because, like, I don't like I don't think that NXT needs to be longer, you know? I, I think, like, I think NXT has more women than it knows what to do with. It doesn't. It has a lot of women and not enough good women. <laughs> well, that might be true at the moment. Yes, though re- iconic is you know returning soon. That's good. Hopefully, That's I good. like both of them. They're fun. I, yeah, they're I, good characters. I like Peyton Royce a lot. Well, yeah, maybe for different reasons than I do. <laughs> no, I think she's. Uh, 
extremely attractive. Like, I, <laughs> yes, what do you mean? I think she's a very entertaining character. I am teasing, of course. Yeah, I, I think the iconic duo is a really good act, to be clear. Yeah, I just, like, when we've talked about expanding NXT before, it was like, what if it's one-hour men, one-hour women? Oh. And that, oh. well, that would still be expanding the time that the men get also. Yeah. Because it would be giving them the entire hour. Instead of 50 minutes minus a win-win segment. Yeah. Uh, or 45. Yeah. Uh, no, I don't want that. Is this keep it or kick it? Kick no. It. <laughs> well, I, that's just the, like the idea that has been bandied about before because, I don't know. Never mind. It doesn't really matter. That's like, okay. Uh, ultimately, I feel like NXT is fine no matter what they do. And that, uh, like I said earlier, there are enough guys who are like in the picture but lower down the totem pole that a secondary title would be a good thing. Give me your pick, Justin. Who's the inaugural North American champion? Velveteen Dream. I'll say Ricochet. And... I just I feel like Dream will get it as like a reward for how good he was last year. Gotcha. Uh, Justin, you should have said this at the top of the show, and I don't know if you're just being humble or you forgot. I kind of forgot. Oh, you know what I'm talking yeah. about. Yeah. Okay. Uh, can I can I pump your tires a yeah, little bit yeah, here? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Justin, last week when I came over to do the show, which was uh, the Daniel Bryan return show, you told me that you had basically in a, a fever dream the the night prior, stayed up for most of the evening writing a, what, a 2,000-word essay. Yeah, like 2,200 words. Yeah, but who's counting? Uh, of, uh, Some of, people. <laughs> of uh, Daniel Bryan, and you were going to try and uh, submit this and get it uh, published and seen, yes? Yeah, I, I submitted it uh, to a couple of places. Yep. And... Uh, Deadspin was one of them, uh, and David Roth, who is a writer and editor there, told me that it was, um, too earnest and sincere for Deadspin. And that seems like a fair critique. Like, Deadspin is sort of a... Snarky. Yeah. Yeah. Has some edge. Yeah. Uh, and, but he did have another avenue that he thought it would be good for. And which that was? Is the Classical. Oh, man. Which is kind of like a semi-dormant website that doesn't get updated as often as it used to. It was a website that was founded by uh, David, as well as a number of cool people. Tom Sharpling used to write about oh, basketball shit. for the Classical, and Tom is a big hero of mine, so... To see my work on the same website that he is a founding member of is kind of a unique thrill uh, for me. And hopefully it will be have been published finally by the time uh, you are hearing this. You can head on over to theclassical.com and see uh, yeah, my essay on Daniel Bryan, which is called Daniel Bryan is Back and Wrestling is Real Again. Well, and the second it comes up, we'll definitely uh, shoot it out on the Top Marks feed. And I just want to say, Justin... I'm oh, no, sorry, it's theclassical.org. .org, there we go. Uh, well, I could have told you that, Justin, because uh, now that they are going to publish one of your papers... It's my favorite website. Ah, of course. So uh, I'm always on the classical myself. I'm I'm a classic. Oh, man. Guy. How about we get into the questions? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Justin, I love this part of the show. This is why we send out the call for uh, listener questions, and they always respond with some wonderful ones, and then uh, we answer them as best as we can. Yeah, let's say, do it. Would you say that's pretty accurate? Yeah, it sounds like what we do around here. Just our first question this week comes from us from Wes Watanko at West Tanko. Oh, he does the thing where I see he combines his first and last name into one. For yeah, the Twitter yeah, handle. yeah. What would yours would be? I guess yours yours would be like Jusmo. Yeah, I guess so. And mine would be Josh Josh Stodio. Josh Stodio works pretty good actually. Yeah. He asks, "How would you guys book rebook WrestleMania five so that the two of you enjoy it?" P.S. I enjoy it fine just as it is and then he goes on to say it's because he watched it live so he might be biased oh okay so how would you rebook Wrestlemania 5 I don't know that 
Like, it's not necessarily the booking that's the problem. They don't have any good wrestlers. In some cases, it is in that, like, the big guy wins every match (laughs) over the obviously better wrestler in a lot of cases. Yeah. So, that would be a start. I would have, like, uh, the Rockers beat um, those two enormous fat guys that they fought. (laughs) Uh, Occam. Or um, Occam. One man gang. I can't think of his. Akeem. Akeem. Thank you. And Bossman. And Bossman. Uh, here's here's how I would book it, Justin. Uh, I would give the matches finishes. Yep, that would be a good thing. Also, uh, so when people, you know, the end of a match usually you you want you know people to win or lose. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I would do that at WrestleMania Five. Uh, also, might be a good idea to like have uh, Roddy Piper like be in a match instead of just a talking segment. That seems also like something I may have done. Uh, shoot, I might have even had Bret Hart or Mr. Perfect try to wrestle. Yes. Uh, those would be be some uh, changes I would make. And if, yeah. you, if you want to hear us rip on that more, that's in the, the Bonus Marks back catalog. Absolutely. Justin, you want to hit me with a little thing I like to call a question? Number two comes to us from at Coca-Cola LLC. I am Coke now. Thank you to our sponsor. He says, new question. Assume one wrestler on the roster owes you a favor. (laughs) Who is it? (laughs) What did they do to owe you? What do you have them do for you? Okay, well, the person I most want to owe me a favor is Braun Strowman, right? Yeah. Because what could you need done that Braun couldn't couldn't do? Yeah, he'd be very helpful in any cause. Mm. You'd be uh, like, Bron, I'm doing some renos on my house, and he'd come and like walk through a wall for you. <laughs> so what did he do to owe me a favor? I got to think maybe like Bron asked to borrow my car, sat down in my Subaru, and flattened all four tires, or both tires on the side of the car that he sat on. That seems like a, where he'd be like, hey, I owe you one. Okay. Uh, uh, I'm going like to take that. this in a different direction. Go ahead. Uh, I'm. What did he do to owe me a favor? Nothing. What did I do to, for him to owe me a favor? Oh. I'll tell you what. Tell him. His contract was up for negotiation, yeah. and they weren't going to re-sign him, or they were going to re-sign him, but perhaps at a low ball rate. They didn't see the money because, in Braun because, No, I'm not talking about Braun. I'll oh. tell you who I'm talking about in a second. Go ahead. And then and they were like, well, the fans, there's just no appetite for this guy. And the man in question was like, oh, yeah? Take a listen to this. Oh, no. and, he, and he pumped up the volume on an episode of Top Marks, and Dolph Ziggler got it. that big, fat money contract after Vince McMahon heard me talk about how he's got all the potential in the world. Well, uh, that would be the end of this show. And uh, if you were the reason Dolph Ziggler got re-signed, I think it would be the end of this show and our friendship. If, so. if this show in particular, not just me... <laughs> But this show. I would change our name to the hashtag bad friends. Oh, that's cruel. Or the hashtag good enemies. What? What? I just, I did something nice for him. Yeah, I want the guy to get fired. Of course. And maybe. But then what does Dolph do for me? I think we both know. He gets me a good deal on uh, Cricket Wireless. (laughs) 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 Don't add to it. That's the best it's going to (laughs) get. He gets me a reduced rate oh on a phone plan god. that doesn't even exist in Canada. Oh my god, Cricket Wireless! What a guy! To get our American listeners, let us know what Cricket Wireless sounds is like absolutely bottom tier as it comes across, because it comes across pretty bottom tier. Justin, our next question this week comes to us from at Fruits Are Edible. It's Fruits Are Edible, and he asks: Eric Young and Alexander Wolf are the evolved form of the Bushwhackers. Prove me wrong. Uh. 
No, he's right. Yeah, I mean, Greg, I don't know what to say here. I fully would yeah, – I saw he tweeted this, I think, during uh, uh, NXT last night. And, uh, yeah, the, like, rough around the edges. Now, they're one awesome walk and about 100 times too good in ring to actually be the Bushwhackers. Yeah. Um, but I actually kind of get where he's no, coming from. No, but that's that's how they evolved. That's right. They, they, they evolved out of doing the walk. <laughs> they put their hands down. They and started to do it, and then, then – Someone was like, "No, you, you don't actually have to." Maybe Killian Dane. Yeah, he's like, "No one will go serious." You don't. This ha- is his you voice. don't have to do that. Could Gil give us a Killian Dane impression if I called him? Do you think? Uh, I don't. We haven't heard from Gil this week. Yeah, I think I heard on Twitter he was saying that he was had come down with something. He was sick, so I think no Gil this week. Which oh, okay. uh, honestly is uh, probably for the better. I don't know about that. Oh. <laughs> I thought we had agreed. <laughs> I, I've I've been here the whole time. <laughs> I thought I thought just get, no offense, Gil, but Justin and I had a talk before the show about how maybe uh, you wouldn't be Look, around. Gil, I didn't I didn't want to say anything. <laughs> Uh, look, I gotta be nice to the guy, Josh. He lives here. All right, Gil, go ahead. What he what, lives in my vents, man. What am I gonna do? What would Killian Dane telling um, Eric Young and Alexander Wolf? They're not the Bushwhackers. Sound like? Uh, there's no reason to do that with your hands, boys. <laughs> Gil, that was actually pretty good. I, yeah, all right. Thank you, Joshua. I'm quite an impressionist. I, I, this I know about you. All right, Gil. Well, let, let's get to it then. You always find a way to barge your way in here. How was your week? How are you doing? Oh, pretty good, pretty good. I uh, <laughs> I wanted to talk a little earlier. I was offended when uh, you were running down the list of possible partners for Braun Strowman at WrestleMania. Oh, yeah. Who, who would you have? Oh, wait. Let me guess. Charlie Caruso. <laughs> well, I... I was going to say it should be my old friend, my buddy, and my pal, Scott Stanford. But <laughs> oh, you're not much of an intergender guy? He, he was missing this week. Oh, yeah. We're s- He's like Rey Mysterio. He's unavailable due to injury. <laughs> yeah, big free agent, Scott Stanford. <laughs> no, Joshua, you better respect your elders, and that includes Scott Stanford as well. I don't respect you worth one eye. Oh, you piece of shit. <laughs> I hate when you mean to. <laughs> well, listen, my idea, if it can't be Scott Stanford, yeah. I if there's one man gonna tag with Braun Strowman to win the Raw Tag Team Titles, go ahead. Uh, I don't see why it couldn't be Old Gill. <laughs> you? Yeah. <laughs> why, Gil? Have you ever been in a fight before? Nah, I, I fight. I fight you every week. Oh well, yeah, that's pretty rude, though, bud. No. I mean. <laughs> oh, you bring it on yourself, you piece of shit. <laughs> okay, well, okay. So, Gil, let's let's say this happens and Braun selects you for some reason. Do you do you have moves? Like, do you have a finisher? Uh, I just I go limp. <laughs> I, I I like plank myself. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay, limp might be the wrong way to put it because I I make my body very stiff. Okay, so the opposite of go limp. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you you plank. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the sort I of IQ pl- I, I plank instead. Okay. See, this is why it's such a clever maneuver because the opponent thinks I'm gonna go limp, <laughs> but I still I plank instead. Okay. And then and then uh, Braun Strowman he lifts me up. And he throws me on the other guys. Okay, so it's sort of like the Bada Boom Shakalaka. Uh, uh, I don't know who that is. Well, that's uh, Enzo Amore. Well, and Big sounds Cass- like a rapist to me. I don't <laughs> know that guy. <laughs> well, Gil, I figured you would know many rapists, but uh, I guess I'm wrong for a change about you, Gil. Gil, can I kick you out now? Anything else you need to say? No, I'm just, uh, you're going to be in for a big surprise when I win the Raw Tag Team titles at WrestleMania. You're right, Gil. I would be fucking shocked if that happened. Well, it's going to happen, so get used to it, bitch. Thanks for coming by, Gil. Goodbye.
<laughs> oh, hey, Justin. Hey. I always notice you don't like to ask Gil too many well, questions. Well, I talk to him all the time when you're not here, right? Oh, yeah? Yeah. Well, that, you should probably see a doctor about that. Uh, or maybe a psychiatrist. Uh, Justin, our next question this week, uh, it's a little inside baseball. It comes to us from Max Friesen. I used to live inside a baseball. Fuck you, Gil. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> I like his exit, I have to admit. Uh, it comes to us from uh, at mfreezen99 on Twitter. This is our friend in our wrestling chat. Yep. We're going to ECCW with him this weekend. He's we are. moving into our house. You're going to hear him on top marks, uh, ne- or on bonus marks, I should say, over the WrestleMania, oh, WrestleMania weekend. WrestleMania weekend, for sure. And Max asks, what is your fantasy booking for Randy Orton for the rest of 2018? Justin, why would Max be asking what our fantasy booking for Randy Orton <sighs> is? Because we were at each other's throats this morning. We were fighting. Yeah, we were fighting pretty good. Yeah. About uh, the Randy Orton U.S. title four-way. That's right. Because I I like this match. That's right. I think it is a, a good uh, use of all four guys mm-hmm. in who I think are... Your lower card on SmackDown, but not so low on the card that they'd go into the Battle Royal. I think there's only like two people I could think of who'd be underneath them on a card. Really? Yeah, Mojo. Who else? Who's beneath on SmackDown? Jinder. <laughs> Jinder had the belt for like six months. No, I agree, but like, would you be surprised if he was in the Battle Royal this year? No, because yeah. he's in this match instead, but, which but is I mean, a better use of him. I, I agree that this is a better use of Jinder than being in the Battle Royal. I'm just saying, who's beneath them in like the kayfabe tier on SmackDown? Um, Like everybody who's already in the Battle Royal right now, so like Baron and... Oh yeah, I guess Corbin. Uh, Who else is in there? I don't feel like there's a... It's, it's Ty horrible. Dillinger. Yeah. Uh, an all-star probably cast. Dolph. So Justin, you you and I were at each other. I, I realized that all three of the opponents that Randy Orton has to defend his U.S. title against in Rusev, this match Rude, and Jinder are all three of the guys that he has feuded with for the last year. Yeah, which I think is a kind of clever like culmination of the year of Randy Orton. Yeah, I, I had said in the chat that I agreed with you. I thought that that was cool, but except that I disliked you all three of the a, feuds. You just hated all the feuds. Yeah. I called bullshit on that because that Rusev feud was pretty good. I don't want to. Why don't we save some of this for when we do our Mania preview next week? Okay. Uh, but yes, Max was party to Justin and I being pretty heated in the chat today. Well, you look. I. I'm not saying I love everything. I'm just able to find the better silver linings yeah. and and the goodness in things. And you just wanted to shit all over everything related to anything to do with this match. Yeah, I mean, and this all is of the men involved in it. But except I mean, Rusev. I said uh, two weeks ago that this was easily my worst feud on either show, any show right now by far. Uh, I haven't been interested in Randy Orton since like 2006. Okay. So uh, anyway, we'll get into it next week. Maybe scream at each other, call each other's names. But my fantasy booking for Randy Orton for the rest of 2018 is he retires. How about you? Um, my fantasy booking for Randy Orton for the rest of 2018. This isn't a real question. He just wanted us to argue on this. Yeah, show. true. No, I think he gets back into the title picture. The, I, the world I, title picture? Yeah, I think you could oh. see Randy Orton versus Nakamura. Or, yeah. Like, I think he could. In fact, that almost seems like an inevitability. And I think they had a match on SmackDown, and I think it was actually really good. Orton, yeah, nor, he has a win over Orton. I don't know where it happened. Yeah, yeah. But it, I know was, he's beaten Orton and it, Cena. It was a TV match in the same kind of stretch when he beat Cena on TV. Yeah. It was in one of Nakamura's better matches at the time. It was a contender match for when he won the right to face Jinder the first time. Cool. Yeah, I think that's and that. Right. The match that he that Nakamura had with Orton was much better than the match that he had with Nakamura. <laughs> Not shocking. <laughs> uh, just our next question this week comes to us from... Or M- with Jinder, rather. Sorry. Right. 
Uh, comes to us from Anders Lau at a loud brother. Sorry, it's your question to read. And he says, if Balor Club was a store membership like Sam's Club or Costco, what would they sell? I know my answer. Go ahead. Gym memberships. Hey! Finn Balor has like 0.2% body fat. He's the most yeah. cut man on earth. Uh, I will say they sell nothing but sugar. And when I said he's the most cut, I was talking about, of course, his foreskin. Because we can <laughs> see yeah. the shape of his dong each yeah. and every week. Definitely. His little hang that pose. pose. 100% uncircumcised. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I would say all that uh, Balor Club sells is sugar. Okay. Just piles and piles of sugar. Yeah? yeah. Why do you say that? Well, just because... Too sweet. Well done. Thank you. You too. Uh, <laughs> Justin, our uh, <laughs> nice dick ballad. <laughs> uh, our next question this week comes to us from former guest on the show, Rob Russo, uh, dropping in. Hey, Rob. Hey, Rob. And he asks, are these the most stacked takeover? By the way, thank Rob for oh. my article being on the classical. Oh, cool. Thanks, I was Rob. just going to put it up on my own blog, and he was like, no, this is really good. You should submit it places. I mean, as if I could say any more good words about Rob Russo, but uh, again, uh, that's really cool to hear. Mm. What what have we not said about Rob Russo on this show uh. that hasn't also been said about Afghanistan? <laughs> <laughs> I think that was from the player haters ball. That's correct. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Rob asks, are these the most stacked takeover and WrestleMania cards ever? So I don't want to do too deep a dive on this because next week we are going to do dedicated shows. I think maybe two separate shows yeah, for takeover and mania, but or at least one giant show encompassing them both. Yeah. Um, which man, I'm excited for all the content next week. Next week's WrestleMania week, very exciting. Yeah, dude. Uh, but the fact that this is even a question: Are these the most stacked takeover and manias? Is a real positive, I think, Justin. What do you think? I think the answer is yes to both. Yeah. Uh, obviously we just did 15 minutes on the ladder match itself, which is not even one of the bigger matches on this card. There's been no build, literally yeah. zero build. Like when we talked about it for 15 minutes and about how super fucking hyped we are. Yep. And that's to say nothing of the unsanctioned match between Gargano and Champa, which for me is, you know, my most anticipated match of the entire weekend. Is that right, eh? I mean, like Daniel Bryan returning is probably still going to take the top spot overall but like that's something that came out of nowhere in the last yeah. like week and a half yeah 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 this Gargano Ciampa match is something I've been looking forward to for like a year I hope this isn't a dickhead thing to say but I don't think Daniel Bryan's match would be in like the top three I'm anticipated for and not because I, I could not be more thrilled to see Daniel Bryan but I, I don't know how much that like match is going to be like absolute dynamite whereas I think it'll be really good I think you're probably right but I'm not dying to like view that as much as I'm dying to view Black Almas or the North American title or even Gargano Ciampa. Mm -hmm. I, I'm more excited for all three of those. Well, when we were kicking around round ideas today in terms of what we were going to talk about, uh, one of the ideas that we had was just to talk about what is going to main event WrestleMania. Yeah. Because I think you could make a clear case for five matches to be the main event this year. I... And that is... It's insane. That's crazy. It's that's insane. like way more than I can ever think of. I will, I will say... Pretty confidently, I think, that this is the most stacked takeover going into it. Now, you never know how these things are going to play out. You know, is it is it going to be a better takeover than War Games? I'm not sure. But in terms of, like, am I the most stoked to watch this? And on paper, does this have the most good things on it? I don't even think it's all that competitive. Because even the last two, which I've raved about, you know, the, the opening match isn't something I'm dying to see. On War Games, I think it's Ono and uh, Sullivan. And then on... It's the Ono and Dream. Uh, yeah, so th is that the opener? Yeah. Both Either good matches. Totally good matches, but this one, if you go down that card, it's it's good shit. Yeah. Um, um, now, 
Yeah, I think this WrestleMania, obviously, like, there's there's a possibility of burnout because it's going to be such a long show. But I also think that this is a combination of quantity and quality. Yeah. There's, like, 14 or 15 matches on this show. And, like, all of them should be very good. The only one that I'm not into as a match is Nia versus Alexa. Yeah, that match. And that, and but like that story is still compelling to me. And the possibility of seeing Nia like win the title for the first time as a babyface at WrestleMania is something that I'm very into. So like, I have no problem coming up with things that I'm looking forward to for every single match on the card at WrestleMania. And I have never been able to say that before. Oh, yeah. When I'm saying I'm not ready to commit to it being the most stacked WrestleMania, that's only because I'm wondering if there's older ones that I'm not especially thinking of. But of recent memory, this, I think, walks away with it, doesn't it? I mean, I th- like, even going back, man, like, you know, like, Attitude Era, WrestleMania's, like... 17. Aren't, but, like, how good is the undercard on yeah. that? I don't know. I, I mean, I watched it last year and enjoyed most of it, but uh, yeah, part for part. I think is like, that the one where we get that hardcore match yeah. with Kane and Raven and, and Big Show? Yeah, oh, that's super fun. That match fucking owns. Yeah, that's to go great. backstage. Um, but I think the important thing, Rob, is that you asked that question. I think you can have a real discussion about it, and that that speaks as well as saying hard yes. You know what I mean? I'm gonna say hard yes, though. <laughs> this next question is actually super apropos. <laughs> this one comes to us. Uh, <laughs> From DangerBoy69420, who says, I saw the good friends arguing on Twitter this week. Can you both say something nice about the other person? Also, what is something on the network that I probably haven't seen that you'd recommend? So he said this Were we arguing about... Suzuki Goon versus Lij. I can't think of anything else we would have been arguing about this week. Uh, you said something. I forget. You called me cowardly in some way, and then we just traded back like synonyms for. Oh yeah, other, like, I said anybody who uses a mute list. Oh right, to, like, right, right. Mute words from showing up on their timeline. And I said, yeah, is a coward. Yeah, which they are. Stop calling me a coward. We're doing it live. <laughs> <laughs> anybody um, who's like. I can't stand to see the name Lena Dunham ever. So I have to mute it forever. She is. No, you're a fucking... You're a coward. You're calling me a coward? Yeah, because then you're also missing people clowning on Lena Dunham. Can which, I call... like, so much of the fun of her existing is people making fun of her. Can I call you a mean name now? No. Wow, oh, that isn't very fair. You got to call me a coward. I called a general set of people a coward, and you self-identified as a coward. See, That's not me calling you a coward. So you don't think I'm a coward? No. But if you happen to fall into these groups <laughs> that I think are cowardly, then you might be a coward. All right, I think everybody with beards are cowards. Ah, <laughs> oh, fuck, that's yourself. me too. Yep. Okay, I think anyone who does a wrestling podcast is. Ah, <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> I think anyone whose name starts with J. Is, oh, good. Oh, maybe we should just. Okay. Oh man, that that really backfired. Okay, uh, Justin, uh, we'll say something nice about. I mean, I feel like I say nice things about you all the time on the show. Yeah, L- I feel lest like... anyone question the the hashtag good friends if we are a. Uh, Especially, uh, maybe if it's about the Lij thing that come across, I thought the coward thing was pretty clearly. Yeah, a joke. yeah, I guess I don't know. Um, when you were, when you were like Suzuki Goon, so much cooler than Lij. Yeah, I was like, man, what the fuck <laughs> are you talking about? I did redag on it uh, pretty quickly, <laughs> but I do. I, I, what I put is, well, I felt like you just forgot that Hiromu exists. I well, I did. <laughs> That's what happened. Even though I had just watched his match here with you against Osprey. Um, but even he does I what I should have written was I'm way more into uh, Suzuki Goon right now than I am LIJ. Not that one is better than the other. Just that there's two guys at the top of one that are super compelling for it, you. Like the, the two guys I'm probably most into in the company to some degree. Well, maybe that isn't true, but Suzuki is probably the number one guy I'm most into, and I think the pairing with Sabre Jr. It's his hair that you love the most. It's gorgeous, gorgeous hair. Uh, the 
fucking spirals. Yeah. Uh, say something nice about Justin. It's kind of a hard question to narrow down one thing. Uh, I think Justin is extremely well-meaning as a person to a degree that's probably hard to understand over a podcast. Oh, that's very kind. He of is a uh, he is a sweet boy. Okay. Uh, something nice about Josh. A lot harder of a question. Uh, well. <laughs> He he said something nice about me right now. That's an okay. I'll accept that. <laughs> and no, then something. No, uh, you are an extremely welcoming person. Mm. Uh, in that I felt like we were good friends, like from basically the moment that I met you, mm. which says a lot about how open you are to making like new connections. I think. Thanks, man. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, I, 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 I thank you very much. No problem. Uh, something on the network that he... I mean, I don't know what you've watched, H. Your boy. I would, um, well, like, what's like a retro pay-per-view that you would recommend? Uh, Living Dangerously 2000, Halloween Havoc 92. Um, what are all a little bit... I haven't dug into like the Coliseum stuff on the network. I always mean to, but it just... When I throw it on, it's like a little too slow for me to get into. Okay. Uh... Something that he hasn't seen, though. That's tough. Yeah, because I feel like even the ones I listed are like something of hidden gems. Um, for single matches, uh, the do you remember when we watched the um, uh, One Night Stand 2006 and it had Edge and Undertaker in a main event in a ladder match? Yeah, that was a great match. I felt like that totally over-delivered, and I don't ever see people talk about that match. I'm going to recommend a pay-per-view. Yeah. No Mercy 2000. Oh yeah, I mean that's. Uh, I but I feel like that's Kurt like, Angle versus The Rock. Yeah, Rikishi versus Stone Cold. I feel like people know that's like a great paper. I guess, but I don't know. It was one that I went back because I was like on a kick where I just watched all the two thousand pay per views. Uh, and No Mercy is a standout for me because that Rock Angle match is great, but also like what you also get on that. I think Triple H Benoit is on that show also. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and Both my favorite wrestlers, of course. Uh, but what people don't realize is like. There used to be like backstage character segments on pay per views yeah. that we don't get anymore. Because, like, that pay per view is the show where Angle does that fake sit down interview with it's The so Rock, good. which is like honestly one of the funniest comedy segments ever. And that did not air on television. That was a pay per view comedy segment. So, if you have not seen that, you definitely owe it to yourself to go back and watch it. I've thought of like drawing up just something for the Top Marks page, or maybe I should start like a Squarespace or something, but like a, an essentials list of, of stuff that uh, we really enjoy. But it's, it's hard to know what somebody has or hasn't. But uh, I hope some of that helps you, Danger Boy. Yeah, I feel like I've recommended that show before, too, but I don't know. Our next question this week, Justin, comes to us from at Lorenzo Mao. It's our pal. It's Doug, Doug Crap. Crap. And he asks, to take from Josh's recent question on Real Good Show, what is one match you'd pay to see in what venue? So this is sort of a, a dream match scenario, right? We get to pick a venue anywhere we like to watch a wrestling match that has occurred before. Yes? Yeah. Cool. Uh, you got any ideas? Uh, one match in one venue? Yeah. I, I have one that, that came to mind pretty quickly, but I almost feel like it might be yours okay, also. Okay. Um, but what about uh, the second Rhino and Sandman match? <laughs> <laughs> what, would you not pay uh, 50 bucks to uh, watch that? That got the the biggest reaction out of me other than anything I've ever seen. I mean, that that really comes to mind. Uh, one of the RVD-Jerry Lynn matches would have been really cool to see. Uh, but my answer, I'm going to say Sandman versus Rhino. Well, what year? Let's say it's 1998, sort of Rhino coming into his own tail end of Sandman. And uh, I'll watch it at the Commodore Ballroom here in Vancouver, sort of home base for for some of the favorite local wrestling I get to see. All right, yeah, I'm gonna go with uh, 
Triple H and Cactus Jack. Oh, fuck. That's a good one. Uh, and that's obviously early 2000. Yeah. And what venue would I want to see that in? Um, hmm. I'm going to go with Pacific Coliseum, which is apparently a better wrestling venue in terms of acoustics than I thought because Lance Storm was asked what the biggest pop he's ever heard I was. I saw this. And he said Bret Hart yep. at New Blood Rising 2000, which was not only in Vancouver at the Coliseum, but the Coliseum probably was half sold. Yeah. So yeah. a half-empty building still went so fucking wild for Bret Hart that Lance Storm still to this day says it's the biggest pop he's ever seen. That's so cool, isn't it? So, yeah. That's Jamie. my answer right there. Why don't you hit me with a little question? This one comes to us from Brandon O'Connor at Boofer OC. He asks, Yo. which person who's come through NXT were you most wrong about when it came to their main roster impact? I definitely know the answer here. Yeah, it's the revival for me right now. It's Elias. Oh, yeah. Elias definitely, was yeah. dead in the You're water right. on NXT. He had a great send-off with El Vagabundo, which yep. was super fun and showed like a maybe some comedy potential. Yep. And I guess he is a comedy character in some ways because, like, the heel heat that he gets is inherently comedic to the people who are not in the city that he's bagging on. Yeah. Which is always something that's bothered me about, like, the regionalism of heel heat. It's like, it's funny to everyone watching except the people in the building. It's, it's why I don't like it. I, I bitch about this pretty often. Like, Elias gets a bit of a pass for me because he writes it into songs. There's rhymes like yeah. that. But, yeah, it's, it's very like Him weird. this past week, like, taking a pause from his song to be like... Seriously, how bad are the Browns? Like, <laughs> like as he's not wrong, and it's funny. As a general wrestling tenant, though, it shouldn't be something if you're doing a heel act where half the crowd cheers for you. And there's other examples of this besides just regionalization. But, but. like Elias is a clear cut like hit oh, on the main roster. I mean, you could call him a star, and it would not be necessarily misplaced to call him that and to say that about him on NXT would have been insane. I I think you know what just I think that is the right answer. Some other ones that come to mind though. I never thought Tyler Breeze was going to be world champion, but I thought he would be like a very solid upper mid carder for them. Same. Uh which he certainly hasn't proven to be yet. Um who else? I, I knew he seems like somebody who could have like career longevity though, and maybe he'll get there in like the second act of his run. I hope that's the case, because um, sometimes he could look vicious in a way that I don't think you see at all from him now. Um, I thought Ascension would would come up to to something. I didn't again. I didn't think they'd be blowing the world apart, but I think Elias is just the obvious answer. Where it's like I thought his ceiling was like lower mid card comedy guy. And now he's something I look forward to each week. And I guess, I don't know, like, this feels like a cheat answer on both fronts, but, like, two other people that you could point to would be, like, Sami Zayn and Bailey, hmm. who both looked like just absolute cannot miss yeah. white meat baby faces who, like, are going to have the crowd behind them no matter what. These are two top star faces. Like, you cannot fuck this up. But did you think they'd use Zayn correctly? I think Bailey. so, but I've always had concerns that they wouldn't see in Zayn what's good about Zayn. I don't know. I thought, like, they got it so clearly in NXT that yeah. he would have people in his corner on the main roster, like Triple H. I know? remember being nervous about Zayn coming up. But, uh -huh. like, it's still baffling to me to this day how badly they fucked up Bailey. I mean, I mean, like, that, she, that we're still looking at the possibility that she is going to be the one to turn heel out of Sasha and Bailey because, like, the very, like, everything that we talked about when we 
shat all over the Alexa feud in our year in review special. Right. Like, that she just has no killer instinct, that she has no edge to defend herself in any way. The fact that they view her toughening up in a natural way, in a way that is still like a babyface thing to defend yourself. Yeah. They're like, oh, if she was to do that, she's a heel. So, so we have to make her a heel to so do that. So stupid. It's like the dumbest thing in the world. So my answer is also Elias, but mostly because the Revival's book isn't closed yet. I don't feel like that chapter's written. I still think they can be the, the top guys, so to speak. Fair. Justin, are you ready for our final question this I week? I am, yeah. It comes to us from at E-Prime. That's at E-Prime on Twitter. And you know what he says? What? He says, do you think Johnny Gargano can be the next underdog baby face that WWE has been looking for since Daniel Bryan retired? Oh, wait. Is Johnny doomed now that Daniel Bryan is back? I, just, I think this is a very good question, to be honest. Like, I, I think it palpably affects Johnny Gargano that Daniel Bryan is back. Not necessarily in a negative way, but in a he should not be on the same show as Daniel Bryan sort of way. What do you think? Um, yeah. I mean, like, a month ago, I called him the new Daniel Bryan, and I was told, like, oh, that's an insult to Daniel Bryan. You know, because that has pretty good charm impression. Yeah, it's like, uh, he's the first Johnny Gargano. It's an insult to both of them to say that he's the new Daniel Bryan. I'd like to what say I was that saying was that he is a, a guy who can just lose, and it doesn't matter. The crowd will always yeah. be on board with him, no matter what happens to him, because they are invested there along for the ride. I'm gonna say this. Normally, I don't like the X is the next blank. Like, Dean used to get this all the time. He'd be like, he's the next Foley, he's the next Austin, he's the next Brian Pillman. Like, people used to say this for him all the time. Do you remember this? Yeah. yeah. It's like, I, and I remember Sami Zayn, people were like, oh, he's the next Daniel Bryan. And I didn't like any of those. Like, I felt like this is not a fit. Johnny Gargano was like the first guy that I completely understand the fit. Like, I, I think that comparing him and Daniel Bryan is very fair. I think they have a similar appeal. I think people that like Daniel Bryan will probably like Johnny Gargano. And while I certainly don't think he's doomed, in fact, I think he might exit Mania Weekend being something of not the story exiting it, but a story exiting Mania Weekend. But I do think that, that you know, is he's the new Daniel Bryan. Well, if you have Daniel Bryan, that doesn't hold as much water. So, yeah, I don't think he's doomed, but I do think it affects him, sure. And do you think he goes to 205? Ooh, wow, I hadn't really thought of that. Yeah, I do think that. Like on in like my first like, thought. He can't go to SmackDown because Brian is there. He doesn't feel raw already. Yeah, I think he, he's probably most likely on two hundred five. He's like he's clearly done in NXT after this match. One way or the other, yeah. 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 So I I don't think he's doomed, but I I do think it affects him. And JMO, it sounds like you mostly. I mean, I still think I'm fully on board with this guy. Yeah. And that if you keep him on a separate show. He can be the Daniel Bryan of Raw. I don't think he can't go to Raw. No. No. It's almost just hard for me to disassociate him with Ciampa until that match is over, I think. I think right now it's hard for me to even think of Gargano's future. It's probably a credit to that feud. I still, even though I I think him and Almas is almost assuredly my match of the year, and... I, I just there's some sort of disconnect with me and Gargano. I, he reminds me, I was like this with Sami Zayn at a point too, where it's like I ultimately totally recognize the appeal and how good he is, mm-hmm. but it just doesn't like dovetail with me perfectly. Okay. Um, so I'm hoping I, he can get me there. I just like, I could see him being the first challenger for like Finn's intercontinental title. Sure. Yeah. You know? I, I don't see a reason why that couldn't uh, be either. So. I mean, they'll both be baby faces, but. And they're both undersized guys who could be. Finn's on supposed to be live. heel right now. Friendly reminder. I don't think he is. There's no? no way that Finn is supposed to be heel right now. Then why did the Balor Club keep coming out and interrupting? Because they're babyfaces, also. No, but I mean, like they get involved in his matches illegally. Oh no, no, they don't. Oh no, I guess they were breaking up the attack this yeah, week. Yeah, yeah. They make the save. 
So, okay. So, Gals and Anderson are faces. It's all very confused to me. Yeah. If only this was clear. It is clear. I feel confused by it. <laughs> you should watch the TV every week, but <laughs> But I, I think I'm the last person on earth who watches all the TV every week. Who the fuck are you kidding? <laughs> I haven't I, I have I missed some smackdowns for a while, but Gallows and Anderson aren't on that show. So oh, there you go. Yeah. Justin, that does it for our mailbag this week. This that was a fun it, one. Yeah, which does it for our show as well. Yeah, if you like this, you can always head over to patreon.com slash top marks. If you're ever gonna do it, this uh there's gonna be a lot of content and some of it might even be good coming out of yeah. this week. Like we said, we've got that uh, Takeover Arrival special that's going to drop uh, very, very soon. Might even be out as you're listening to this Ooh, already. Fancy. Uh, so look forward to that, or uh, maybe you already enjoyed it. Yeah. Uh, and, of course, thanks. it's <laughs> not going to be a long wait for our next bonus episode, as that is all going to be recorded during Mania Weekend on the Saturday as we watch just a ridiculous marathon of content oh. and are going to be joined by a slew of guests as well because it is going to literally be a Top Marks house party. It's going to be an extremely fun weekend. I could not be more excited. Uh, if you are not a Patreon donor, don't you worry. We got you covered. All of the normal content, the WrestleMania previews, NXT previews, the three rounds, just like well, actually next week might not be three rounds. No, it's going to be a little different, but uh, but all we're going to we're going to talk to a lot of friends. It's going to be we're going to be visited by three ghosts <laughs> and maybe some living people also. <laughs> What? Yeah. I thought we were only doing ghosts. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Well, Fabulous Moolah will be on the show. <laughs> My favorite wrestler. <laughs> uh, Justin, that's all I got to say. You got anything to say? No, that's it for me. Uh, be sure to head on over to theclassical.org to read my essay on Daniel Bryan, and uh, we'll talk to you next week. We love you. Stay hot. Stay spicy. Taste great. Because you're Curry Man! Wah, 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 wah. <laughs> Titus Worldwide! I got a craving for a cheeseburger like you would not believe. Yeah. I want, like, something luxury. I'm going to go to Monarch Burger. I I think we can get a burrito from Chipotle. Oh, what are you going to get on it? Uh, Like carnitas. Oh, the steak? And, uh, no, no, no. I think that's the pork. I think it's steak carnitas, isn't it? No, I don't think so. You might be right. I'm pretty sure it's pulled pork. Oh, it was probably made by those heels there in the Valor Club. Yeah. I was wrong twice in like two <laughs> minutes. My credibility's at the sink. You're shot, bud. You're through. As long as we still have you defending Dolph, I'll always come out on top. No, get out of here. <laughs> Dolph's a good man. He's going to give me a deal on Crooked Wireless. <laughs>